0: that. No, no problem. Let's see how, what happens sometimes. You know, uh internet connection, you know? Yeah. Now, I just found out uh, my internet provider, uh, I believe, is based in Atlanta. Oh, wow. It's called Xfinity.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, are they?
1: Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I'm going to connect to them, too, right now. See if, if that might help a little bit.
0: Oh, uh, try it out. They're not working up here where I am. Um, I switched to data. See what happens. Maybe you get better service in Atlanta.
1: Okay. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I'm on it now.
0: All right. Well, uh, maybe the juice is a little stronger. You know, I'm a few states up above you. Uh, when I move, I think I'm going to go back to Verizon. I was much happier with them. Okay. But anyway, um, so you're back. You're back with us today. And uh, we were talking earlier about how you um, you've evolved, evolved for many different forms of entertainment. And uh, Donald Trump, you've been doing Donald Trump for a good four or five years now.
1: Yeah, man, I love doing. You know I, what? Simply, I just I just did skits on different characters, and that was the one that people gravitated to the most. Of course, at the time um, when him running for office at the time. You know, so I'm like, hey, I'm gonna just run with this, and see what
0: happens. Oh, definitely. You know what? Uh, you provide comic relief because people still miss him. They still miss hating on him. And um, you know, I mean, he had charisma. Yeah. Um, you know this this new guy in office. He, he may be calmer. He may be more tranquil, but. I mean, I fall asleep watching the guy.
1: He did fall asleep. There was a video of him falling asleep during uh, during some press conference or event.
0: Yeah, he looks disoriented. I think the other day a, a caller called in and said, let's go, Brandon. And he didn't even know what that meant.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's 82 years old.
0: I don't think he's that old. I think he might be 78 or 79, but he's aging quickly. <laughs> So he's definitely a transitional president. be very interesting to see what happens in 2024.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, Trump is running again. So
0: That's what they say. I don't know. See what happens. I, I, well, I know you like the guy, but that, I don't think that'll be a very good alternative either.
1: Uh, you know, I mean, if he does, it'll give me a, a job for
0: another four years. I mean, so. Oh, just let you know, I don't think he likes it when people imitate him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I heard he was mad at Alec Baldwin wanting to get that, fired.
0: SNL. SNL. That's what I mean. But uh, who knows? Who knows what he might do? Maybe he'll 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 bring you along for entertainment. You know, like uh, what's the name of those singers, Sugar and Spice?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You'll see what happens. You know, just do you, do you, Manny?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I the plan was to just use do him. Needed to be, you know, things were progressing and then the shut ha- down happened. So it was like, you know, um, it wasn't too much I could do. I had to do the shows that I could do at certain places. So.
0: Well, all I can say right now, you know, Zoom comedy is blowing up. Just get out there. If you can't get out, get out there every night and just, you know, you meet so many people uh, around the world on Zoom.
1: Yeah, I did that during the pandemic. I performed three times a day for six months. straight. Nice.
0: During- yeah now and then um you you've done other uh you you've done howard stern you've done the leprechaun
1: man um howard stern you know like everybody else i grew up watching him when he was uh what came on talk soup would come on before him and then uh my aunt will watch him craziest things man
0: yeah he was a pioneer in his days howard stern um he was doing things that, you know, nobody else was doing back in 1983.
1: Yeah, man. I watched some of his classic. He asked uh who was it Denise Richards if she swallows and I was like Oh really? Yeah. yeah, oh my god, baby. Look at those tits. Oh my god. You
0: were so hot. Yeah, yeah, he would uh, <laughs> do all kinds of situations, invite all kinds of freaks in the show and
1: phone <laughs> calls
0: and uh eventually I think he uh, I don't know if that cost of his marriage or his marriage just wasn't working out. And now he's with this new girl, uh, Beth. Yeah. And they've been together for a while.
1: Yeah. You know, what's crazy is that he hasn't, no one has come forward with him with the Me Too movement because he's been saying crazy stuff to women for like decades.
0: Well, you know, what? they kind of prostitute themselves coming onto the show, dressing all sexy, playing along. So they knew what they were getting into. Right. But yeah, I mean, I could never personally say the things he said, but he got away with it and, uh, he's apparently he's still going strong. I don't listen to him, but he's big on satellite radio.
1: Yeah, I've seen a few interviews. Um, I saw one he did with Cat Williams and Farrah from Teen Mom. I saw that one. Are you still good? Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. Um, he asked her some crazy questions. He was like, "Oh my God, baby, do you do you masturbate to your own videos?" Oh my God.
0: Yeah, it sounds like Howard. And is he still? <laughs> um, is he still like uh, doing video or is it just voice?
1: It's video? You can see the uh, the interview and um, Trump was on there before he got elected. Like they were cool, and then all of a sudden he started going off on him.
0: Oh yeah, that's Howard's kind of funny. You know, I think. He he's actually Democrat. He he voted for Hillary. Yeah. And he's very, very um pro vaccine status. Yeah, I
1: see. Uh I I literally just made a skit to that. Uh my friend, she's gonna play Candace Owens. So I'm waiting for her to finish her part.
0: The, that that should that should be interesting.
1: Yeah. I, I recorded uh yesterday um like four parts to
0: it really yeah um so you you still uh i mean you have your own little podcast going
1: on no 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 it's it, this is just a skit because you know they did an interview um the the full interview isn't out yet but they she interviewed him and he was talking about the, the vaccine is the greatest thing ever
0: oh yeah yeah we operation warp speed yeah And nobody thought we could do it. You know, it was supposed to take five to seven years, and we did it in five months. (laughs) You know, it's incredible. It's incredible. Unbelievable. He uses all these exaggerated verbs all the time.
1: (laughs) It's incredible. Listen, Steve, everything's going to be great. Listen, with me back in office, we can get the economy back on track
0: absolutely absolutely but but if it gets into the hands of some other bad people you know i don't have to tell you exactly. a lot of bad things can happen
1: get that loser out of office sleeping joe damn it
0: sleepy joe biden i call for the arrest of joe biden right now he should go right to f in jail
1: exactly they're worried about my tax returns okay worry about staying awake damn it
0: <laughs> uh, can you do a rudy giuliani imitation
1: Oh no no! I did a skit about him. Uh, I think when they raided his house.
0: Um, he's becoming quite a character. Supposedly, he's a big drunk now. Wow. In fact, um, I don't know if you ever watch. Uh, I am Rappaport.
1: Uh, no. Is that, is that the dude, Michael Rappaport? Yeah. Rappaport? Yeah, yeah.
0: He caught uh Giuliani in Kennedy Airport, New York, uh, shaving. You know, in public with electric razor. Wow. So, uh, I suppose he's losing his marbles. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. He's pushing 82. I, I think he's he's a better shape than uh than Brandon. Yeah, but uh, all these characters, you know, uh, you, you, sh- you should do a Nancy Pelosi imitation, that would be good too.
1: Well, you know, um, I got the Trump movie, the black Trump movie out, so I'm gonna do an hour long version for Amazon Prime. And I'm gonna have all those characters in the movie. So, uh, and it's
0: all it's all gonna be you.
1: No, no, no. I'm gonna have different um, actors are gonna play those characters because I think it's more funny. Um, I don't want to overdo it, like pulling Eddie Murphy. So, he like the short film. I had uh, somebody play the VP. My friend Derek did uh, Obama, and I had my friend Ber- uh, uh, Thomas play Bernie Sanders.
0: Okay, that should be interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that when it comes out.
1: Yeah, it's on YouTube now. Um, it's called "Black Trump Impeachment," and uh, it's like nine minutes. Um, and it aired on Roku TV uh, Thanksgiving Day.
0: Oh, okay. I definitely have to. Uh, I definitely have to check that out. You know, I, I see you've always worked well with people. You know, and, and you were you were even doing some interviews, uh, back in 2016.
1: Yeah, 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 man. You know, I wanted to be, you know, uh, a non-controversial Howard Stern. Um, so yeah, uh, I was in St. Louis, and most of the people I kept interviewing a lot of the times were from Atlanta. So I'm like, that's when a light bulb went off in my head. Like, huh, hmm, maybe I need to move there.
0: I learned a lot about um, Atlanta from. Um, from from Damon the barber,
1: oh yeah yeah yeah,
0: I you know yeah he explained to me a lot about um I wasn't w- w- aware of the the, the the female ratio of twenty females to one man in Atlanta.
1: Yes, yeah, uh, beautiful.
0: <laughs> uh, it sounds that sound maybe maybe there's hope after all, you know.
1: Yeah, man. Um, you know, I will say I'll um I work at the gym um for like three years and they're released like sometimes would will be like 10 female coworkers, and i'll be the only guy there so it was beautiful um and then the women that would come in so it would be a lot you know um i will say it's a it has its advantages and then at the same time like you can't ask out everybody
0: uh no it's it, eventually it's going to it's going to catch up to you you know yeah
1: So, and then uh,
0: go ahead. And then another lady who uh, you interviewed, I mean, it enlightened me too about attitude. And she explained about, um, you know, uh, folks not trusting each other and about how women are leaders and they've learned to be domineering. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's so many depths to you, you know, besides your comedy. You're you're a serious journalist, you're a radio host, and and you're a musician too.
1: Yeah, man. You know, I watched the Sammy Davis documentary one day and Sammy Davis Jr. did it all. So I'm like, you know what? I want to be that because that way no one can say no. Someone's going to give you an opportunity if you know how to do four and five different
0: things. Exactly. Don't, yeah, don't pin your haul yourself into uh, one thing and don't wait for them to uh, say yes. Just, just keep doing different things and uh, a door will open up for you, you know? Yeah,
1: basically, I mean, I learned to, um, I just watched different documentaries to get some inspiration. Um, I will say the movie Rudy and Kanye's, uh, story was amazing to me, man. He, that guy didn't take no for an answer.
0: Yeah, I know that movie, Rudy. It's about, uh, Penn State, not Penn Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, now, Kanye, does it a documentary about Kanye? Is that what yes. it is?
1: You know how they have, uh, what is it, Behind the Music on different rock artists? They had one, um, one on him. So I would watch Behind the Music every day on, like, a different rock artist. And so I watch. And I will say pretty much out of everybody, there was a, uh, so I'll give you a situation. Before he was famous, I think he was just a college student. He slept outside this producer's house just for him to listen to his beats. Like, who really would do that? That's how hungry he was. And the guy said he would have never listened to his demo had he not slept outside his front door.
0: Sounds like something he would do, too.
1: You're Right. Now that we know how he is, but just imagine somebody going to those links to be heard, man. It's like, wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. And no, now the latest thing, he's, he's predicting that he's going to be homeless in a year.
1: Yeah, because he said, uh, you know, he wants to um give his house to homeless people and all this stuff. Also, what just happened, he bought the house next door to where you know he can see her every day and win her back. So,
0: yeah, I, I I mean, I, I kind of, I'm kind of scared for her. I hope he's not a stalker, (laughs) you know.
1: (laughs) That's crazy. Can you imagine that ex girlfriend move next door, man? Like, that's that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, all this is kind of part of his illness, too. So I, I hope he's getting you know, seeking treatment for that.
1: I want to talk about that. So I saw his interview on Drink Champs and uh, it went trending a couple weeks ago. He said there's nothing wrong with him. He said every time he keeps it real is when everybody's saying, oh, take your medicine, you know. So it's like, all right, we're hypocrites as people because we want our favorite celebrities to keep it real and be honest. But when when they do, then we kind of wanted to silence them. So it's like, which one do you want to have? You know what I mean?
0: Well, I draw a case in point uh, to Charlie Sheen, I believe, who was having a bipolar episode about 15 years ago. He started doing comedy. You remember that?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Everybody loved him. And he just kept doing the comedy. And then he just kind of calmed down on his own.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, that whole phase. Yeah, and, and then when and they never heard hurting about, so maybe that's what Kanye needs to do. Just as long as he's not hurting anybody, get up and run for office and you know say what you got to say, and maybe he'll just get tired and we'll get tired,
1: right? I mean, yeah, and then you know also Charlie Sheen got AIDS, so that kind of helped him calm down
0: too. I think he had the HIV before that, I don't remember what you know what, what came first, but uh, he just you know he's not like he was, you know. You you hardly ever hear his name anymore.
1: Yeah, man. I love Two and a Half Men. That was a classic show.
0: Yeah, yeah. He goes back even far, like what? Navy SEALs and Platoon. Hot Shots. Hot Shots. Uh, I I, I mix him up with his brother, too. I I can't do that, but yeah, I'm sure you can name a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. Emilio Estevez, uh, Mighty Ducks, uh,
0: Men at Work outsiders saint elmo's fire breakfast club yeah yeah so um yeah it, it's it's kind of tough being in the limelight you know at least you don't have those pressures right now right yeah and the question is can you can you keep being you if you if you blow up
1: yeah i think that's the uh, hardest thing for people you know um I was watching an interview about Chingy uh, a couple weeks ago, and he said he didn't change when he blew up. He said his family and friends did because they started asking him for stuff. And he said, the moment you say no is when all of a sudden you're a horrible person.
0: Well, oh, well, where were those people when you were, at least I speak for myself, where were those people before? Why are they coming out of the woodwork now?
1: Yeah, because they're related and they know you
0: exactly that's what I, I would never invite friends or family to a comedy show if i blow up um i, I don't want them saying i owe them the, or that i blew up because of them
1: right um yeah but you know the crazy thing about it, being a comedian is we don't get the luxury of saying i don't want to be a star because we're in front of people so if someone's recording with the phone you could go viral for something you said you know so
0: it's very easy to uh it's very easy to do that. So that's where you're at right now. You're kind of um, in, in the comedy era of your career.
1: Yeah, yeah, stand up. Uh, I put a comedy skit out on Facebook last week, and uh, it got like 12,000 views in one day.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one thing about Facebook. I find it a lot easier to get views and likes than than, than from YouTube.
1: Yeah, yeah, YouTube is a hit or miss. It's like if they um if they don't like something, they definitely you'll know it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, except just with YouTube, I think you have more uh, more freedom, more capacity to create content where Facebook you don't have that, you know, ability to create that content on YouTube.
1: Yeah. You know, I will say this, the hard part of being a comedian and for everybody who's listening you know, is that the last skit I did, um, it's uh, when you get caught sending a dick picture is the skit. And I'm acting like I'm sending a picture and I have a fake dick in between my uh, pants. It's really a Snickers. So, of course, people, some people thought it was my real stuff, but it's the shock value, you know, of that. And it did to 12,000 views in one day. Now, had I not done that, and just did a regular skit, it probably wouldn't have did those numbers. So we're in a time that you have to do off-the-wall crazy things to get attention now.
0: Yeah, I, it's called shock value. Yep. I, I, Well, I think about when I'm high sometimes doing stupid shock values. That's when the dumb ideas come to you when you're high. And then you wake up, you're sober, and you're like, wait a second, do I really want to do this? I want to go through this.
1: Yeah, man. It's, it's tough because you know, look at those guys, with the Island Boys. You know, I know you probably heard of those guys. Um, the Island Boys? Yeah, they were two white kids with a bunch of tattoos in their face, and they sung this horrible song, and they went viral. They got 8 million views in one day, and now they're getting booked for shows, and they're all over the place, get doing interviews, just like that. You know, it's like, and think about it, they don't really have, organic talent like a lot of other people now it's about shock value are you entertaining is what people want to see
0: yeah that's why you really got to stick with it. once you do that you have to stick with the shock value you have no foundation that's a problem
1: yeah yeah it's, it's tough for co- comedians now man because you have so many people everybody's trying to go viral you know years ago people wanted an actual career now, it's just about having one good moment, and that's it.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, it's it's funny you mentioned, like, I was looking at the local comedy club, and, like, one of the, the comics in the lineup, you know, uh, his or her background is uh, they blew up on TikTok. You know, they probably never attended open mic in their life, and they blew up on TikTok, and now they're getting a gig in a comedy club. Yeah, yeah, off of, uh,
1: you know, we're in that era... <laughs> Where basically, um, that happens a lot at the Atlanta Comedy Theater where um, they blow up. So let's say tomorrow you go viral. The Atlanta Comedy Theater or a club here will book you a whole hour set based on what happened last week on social media. And let's say you never did stand up, you know, and it's kind of unfair to the people who've been putting in work for 10, 20 years. And then now, you know, you're getting all the, the shine basically from one video.
0: Yeah, I, I'm gonna bring up a, a, a Twitter personality. Um, maybe you've seen her or not. She's she's kind of big on tw- uh, Twitter. Uh, her name is uh, her name is Tina Forte. Tina 4 mm-hmm. Never heard of her. I
1: would, I would probably have to see a picture or something. Uh,
0: she's on Twitter. She's a big. I think you would like her because she, she's a MAGA chick. Okay, mm-hmm. and like all last year during pandemic, she would say, "Trump 2020, mother effer get the eff get the f out of here." <laughs> And she just goes off in these rants. You know, she'll make fun of Nancy. She goes, Nancy, slur of the house. It just goes off in these MAGA rants. And she, like, she blew up so big on Twitter, you know, that, like, now she's working with these comics in New York. You know, she's on talk shows. She's being invited on. She's, like, you know, being in the lineup for real comedy shows based upon her Twitter personality.
1: Yeah, and now you see why. Also, social media pays you when you reach a certain amount of views. Um, Instagram notified me. When you get a certain amount of views, the social media platforms will pay you. So if there are people making ten dollars and $50,000 a month just off making videos. And think about it. You, the comic, or you going to open mic for free when some guy on the internet is getting paid just to make a video to a dance challenge
0: yeah yeah i mean you really gotta put the time in the comedy for the love of it because of uh, there are shortcuts now to success
1: yeah yeah there is like i was just you know and i have to now now i have to figure out it's like damn you know do i try to do something for shock value to get the attention or do i just stick with you know the long haul like doing the stand-up and all that so it's like it's tough, you know. You have to figure out what is, what is the thing here.
0: It, it got to mix it up, and it also depends uh, where, because uh, you're in Atlanta, so you know it's a little easier for you. You're you're in a city. There's plenty of git, gig gigs for you to go to.
1: Yeah, but you're in the you're in the um city where you're competing with a thousand other comics. You know, it's just like being in New York. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's tough. I, I would say there's not really a major platform here for us. You know, in New York you have NBC and Netflix people walking in or California where you have a shot, you know, of actually getting a special. You know, if you at the comedy store in LA, there's no one really there's not Netflix isn't sitting in the front row at some of these comedy spots here. So it's like you you have to kind of blow up on the internet. If you notice there's a lot of internet comics from Atlanta than there is
0: or California. I didn't really notice but I'd, i'll have to check that out and yes new york is extremely competitive I, I i spent most of my time um i lived on long island i used to spend most of my time doing comedy on, on long long island for that reason because i found new york city to be too overwhelming Hmm. so yes you are correct in that aspect and yeah it depends uh but uh, you know if you live in a remote area the Internet's your best choice. I, You know, I know people who drive an hour and a half to go to an open mic.
1: Yeah, I know some. They're like that uh, here. I know people that's in the clubs every day, you know, and you would they don't have, you know, all this social media. They're just in the clubs. Like I really respect people, comics in New York and in L.A. because they strictly focus on their jokes. They're not relying on a TikTok video to get them where they need to be like, well, most of them
0: yeah yeah um i the things i used to do at open mics years ago these are things that are more appropriate for youtube i used to like act out stuff on the stage and sometimes it would cause messes or damage to the walls so wow. you know it's, you get thrown out of open mics for doing that but if you do it on youtube that's something you could do for shock value you know
1: yeah yeah uh I would say, you know, it seems like you more you add you incorporate improv and acting into your comedy.
0: Um, you could. It could be done. I like doing I I used to like this weave together a whole bunch of imit- imitations, you mm-hmm. know, whether it be John Belushi from Animal House or or Sylvester Stallone imitations, and then weave them all together into a skit.
1: Yeah, see, that's not you see, I kind of do that myself. So I like people who incorporate
0: That style of comedy into it. Yeah, it's I guess it's acting, and and what got me in trouble years ago is um. Have you ever seen Animal House?
1: Yeah, I saw it uh, one time.
0: Well, yeah, I remember when John Belushi does that scene where he tries like to motivate the troops, and he goes running like charge. Mm -hmm. I I acted out that scene in 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 an open mic, and I went charging, and I ran my head against the wall, not knowing that it was um. You know, sheetrock, and I, I put my head through the wall, and I put a hole in the wall in the club.
1: Wow. You see, if somebody and, was recording that, you'd be
0: viral right now. Yeah, so, yeah, I was legendary in the open mic scene for a while, and I got I got thrown out eventually. From that. I had to pay. They wouldn't call the cops on me. I had to pay. The The owner followed me to the bank to make sure I gave him money. Wow. And, uh, yeah, then I started doing other stuff, stupid stuff, with food, like tomatoes and flour and eggs you know (laughs) you beat it all all these kind like you all these kinds of acts like i said these are things it's better to do uh, on social media because you don't want to you know get in trouble cause damage anywhere
1: right yeah you it seems like you know you should do that mainly on the internet like let's say every week you post a crazy type acting scene on the internet people will love
0: that But then then comes the internal conflict we were discussing earlier about shock value because, like, yes, it's a quick route to success, but do you want to be known for that or do you want to slowly build up and gain respect by bombing and truly, you know, using good skills?
1: Yeah, it's up to you because a lot of people, like you said, are taking the fast route now. And uh, I I think... um, I, I think a person like you probably will take the long road. You'll probably just focus more also on the, the artist stand-up, which is great. But now we live in a time where people aren't seeing your videos consistently, then they're not going to care what you're doing.
0: You know what? Maybe it's because of personal experience, Mandy, because like, I, like you, a lot of comics, I was a clown growing up as a child. So I was always doing shock value stuff. And I learned that... Uh, I never really gained any true friendships or any true relationships from my shock value. People only interested at the moment when you're doing your shock. And after that, they discard you. You just become a source of entertainment. They really don't respect you.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, all that stuff worked when you think about in the 80s and the 90s. That's what made each one of those comedians special, you know. And it seems like if you did that on the Internet, like you said, that will work there. But depending on what city you're in, they want just straight jokes. They don't want the answer.
0: Yeah, they, 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 they say, what's the punchline? And, and you don't necessarily have to have a punchline. You just have to sound interesting. And you've got to be able to tell a good story. Yeah. That's what it comes down, engaging your audience, you know, making it about them, not about you. You know, what would interest them? It's group psychology.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I think it just depends on which direction you want to take, you know. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's also like getting back to um, what you um, were discussing with Von Stein about, you know, growing up being, you know, being silly, being funny, and that like in school they have musical programs if you played an instrument, but there's no, no, no program for you if you just want to kind of be clown around
1: uh well they had drama class uh when i was coming up like acting classes but not not, nothing nothing really geared towards comedy you know um i will say that like i think uh your best bet is really just to hit the clubs because there's people what 14 doing stand-up now
0: uh yeah yeah um well personally uh manny i'll tell you man i'm i'm actually finding this podcasting thing more rewarding than comedy yeah yeah uh it's it just the friendships you form and um you know just um, i find it be very interesting and fascinating meeting all these people and you too you've done a, a radio show host as well
1: yeah um Yeah, it was fun. I will say at the time, you know, um, at the time, I think there was no Instagram. I think it was, what, 2011 when we started the station. And Instagram was just coming about. But I mainly used Twitter. I would just simply tweet artists and ask them, can I interview them?
0: Wow. That's quite a direct approach. Yeah. I mean,
1: and that would trip me out when I'd be like, tweet Charlie Baltimore. And she says yes. Or jazzo or you know or whoever was popular at the time and i'm like wow like they would just straight say yes and then sometimes their manager would be like uh would ask me all these questions like what am i going to ask them and you know so
0: yeah you gotta watch out for the ones who have the agents um and uh you know it's you know like you said um do many different things You know, don't put all your energy Into one area
1: Yeah, yeah, I will say um, You know, it's crazy When I was doing internet radio My cousin, uh, Rudy He did AM radio With the uh, with the Mayor and everything And he, um, he would call into this morning show all the time So he had a lot more experience Plus he had his own internet show So he probably had the most experience It was him my dad owned the station, and then I would go on from like three to six, sometimes six to ten. And um, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was just being myself. And that's when I actually started to discover the comedy aspect. Cause now your personality is coming out when you're interviewing people.
0: It is, you have more stage time. It's like being an MC.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yes exactly you have a chance to throw in a joke here if you feel like if you're in a humorous mood sometimes you're not in a funny mood you just want to interview depends
1: yeah i love podcasts man i watch so many different ones because you get to really learn the 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 person that's getting interviewed so many different things that you didn't know i learned so much about watching like irv Gotti get interviewed on um drink champs with noriega
0: irv is a rapper
1: uh no, he owned Murder Inc. with Ja Rule and Ashanti.
0: Okay, I I, I remember the name faintly. I didn't, you know, but uh, I know the name. I just don't know enough about him as you do.
1: Yeah, he um, him up. He started off as a DJ. So he um he's responsible for having getting Ja Rule, Jay-Z, and DMX record deals at
0: Def Jam. This just goes back a 30 years then. Yeah,
1: uh, when he got hired at Def Jam, um, his first priority was to get DMX signed. And he actually quit because uh, they didn't want to sign And they called him and said, why are you not at work? And he was like, I told you, either you sign DMX or I'm not working for you. Now, for a lot of people listening, to me, we don't have that anymore where a person put their job on the line for their friend. No one would really do that in this time frame.
0: No, no, it took a lot of balls. It kind of reminds you of um when Ice Cube went out on his own, uh, when he didn't like the contract they were being offered by NWA.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I, I saw that movie too.
0: And then he, he just blew up by himself, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, if you're unhappy. You know, we hear that so many times with music artists about contracts, you know, um, because the record companies... I watched a documentary a couple weeks ago. The record companies, they're paying for everything. So they just give you a little bit. And the same way now, you know, their albums are not selling. So it's only streams. People listen to your songs for free on YouTube. So you got to keep in mind, if I give you a million dollars, and it's like, how am I supposed to make that back when you only get so much off of streams? You know, there's no way possible. So you as the artist, you're in debt. And every time you make a sale for a T-shirt, I'm getting half.
0: Wow. that's uh, It's really changed uh, the music industry.
1: Yeah, man. It's the same way with movies. Like the, the way of doing movies, it's a beautiful thing. for, But it's also hard because now what they do, um, let's say you make a movie and you want to get it on Amazon Prime or Netflix. So what they'll do is, play, okay, put it on YouTube. And when you do numbers on YouTube, then I'll consider buying your movie. If every, um, everybody's doing it, you see a million movies on YouTube right now. And it's like, you know, it's oversaturated. As opposed to before, Universal Studios or whoever it was would physically sign you and you would make stuff
0: for them. I see. Yeah, it's a hard process. It, it's tough. Entertainment's tough. Yeah. Anybody's going to the field. Uh, my right, you know, they, they're going to live hand to mouth unless they have a you know good steady job.
1: Yeah, it's tough, man. You know, um, it really is. It's, I learned early that people care about seeing you on TV. If they're not seeing you on TV, no matter what you're doing or or consistently on the Internet, then they're not going to care. You know, Um, and that's what I learned early. I'm like, you know what? Attack the TV because that's what people care about
0: yeah even if it's public access tv
1: yeah basically like long as it's on television people will say
0: oh okay you know what yeah
1: i'll do business with him because it's on television so you know if you just got on youtube they're like okay well there's a million people on youtube why would i learn? you have to make it to where big companies can't say no to you so why would they want to do business with you
0: yeah and that's a, that's a process. You know, you're, I guess you're competing with thousands.
1: Yep. So you need to come with something original. It's funny. They want you to be original, but Hollywood isn't original because everything is reboots
0: out. Yeah, pretty much. Well, um, you know, I heard there's a new movie scene now, uh, a new filmmaking scene in North Carolina. Mm. In uh, Wil- Wilmington, Wilmington, North Carolina. Wow. I'd like to check that. That must be nice. A little different than Hollywood. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause uh, most of the uh, movies are shot here.
0: Yeah. You know, it's uh that's a whole different world out there. I mean, people swear by California. They love it. Once they move out, they want to come back. I don't know. I'd have to see for myself.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've been out to California a couple of years ago. Uh, went out there and uh, I will say it was beautiful, man. Like, uh, yeah, I was outside smoking weed, and I saw the cops, and everybody was like, no, it's cool, man. It's legal here.
0: I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. You got to get used to that because of, yeah, out east, you know, you know I think Georgia uh, is still illegal in Georgia.
1: Yeah, you smoke a blunt out here, you go going to jail. Really? They Now, it depends on where you are. You know, um, yeah. I did a 420 festival one time, and it was private property, so everybody was smoking blunts, eating cookies and uh so you know i was a little worried i'm like all these people smoking weed and they're like no it's private property I'm like oh cool
0: like a woodstock
1: yeah oh my god yo that was the the host was so high they messed up my name oh wow yeah they introduced the wrong person
0: oh (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like fun man yeah (laughs) certainly uh, it certainly does sound like fun and um you know i i made notes in some of some of the your music actually in the past cuz uh, it, it kind of reminded me of some other artists like um uh one song you did um with with taylor Crum.
1: oh yeah yeah stay the night
0: yes um that reminded me the sound of about, about of a song called OG Bobby Johnson by K
1: oh yeah 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 yeah
0: same same kind of sound
1: yeah uh you know, at the time there was this uh uh mustard on the beat producer that you know, what's that? Um uh, the girl Iggy Azalea, I'm so fancy, that style of beat was uh popular at the time. And so I was like, I need something that's into that time. And uh yeah, man. You know, I was going hard trying to with that song. It did like was it ten thousand in like one week and you know, but I feel like Sometimes, you know, God will lead you a different way. You know, comedy was more, as we see, it's benefited me more than music. The music industry, it costs. You have to pay to have it on the radio. You have to pay to have a DJ play it. It's just you're spending more money than you're bringing in. You're not even famous yet. So I'm like, once I learned that, I'm like, man, forget that. You know, being a comic, we can do shows anywhere for open mic for free. So. True. You know, I can get seen and heard a lot faster than me performing this song, paying thousands of dollars just to get it heard. So, no. Yeah,
0: you true. You need a lot. You need equipment. You need a team. Comedy. You could do it on your all on your own.
1: Right. You know, this comedy has opened way more doors than doing music. You know, I still now I get to do music as Trump. You know, performing the song. So now that benefits me, but before it was like. Once I learned how the music entertainment business worked, I was like, no, no.
0: No. Yeah. Um, parodies. You could do parodies, song parodies, you know. Yep, I did one. You wanna you wanna give us a little demo?
1: Uh the twerk song, the Donald Trump twerk song, I shot that September 2020, it's on YouTube right now at 12,000 views. The regular song is at 16. Twerk, twerk, Post it on your Instagram. It's Black Trump in this bitch. Yeah, you know the name. i on these haters. You see the chain? Yeah, you can watch the I video like it. now. You got oh. it down. Man, yeah, uh, I got to send you the video because I performed the song all over Georgia, and uh, we have a remix, and I have my friend Obama on it. Uh, <laughs> my friend Derek, he plays Obama.
0: He's on the remix. Yeah, you mentioned him a couple times. I hear his name in your videos.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I met him at the comedy club, and then during the pandemic, he was on virtual stand up, and I saw him do Obama. And I'm like, man, I've seen this guy in the club a couple of times. I didn't know he can do that. And I reached out to him, like, yo, I got an idea. We can do Obama and Trump, you know, and he was like, okay. And that opened doors for us, you know, because people were like, wow, okay. You know, we haven't seen both of them together live, you know, so.
0: Yep. Yeah, you get, get me assemble a whole crew, have all different kinds of characters, you know.
1: Yeah, I deal with the Trump movie. That's why it's Bernie Sanders uh, and Stella. <laughs> we got Kenesha Harris, you know, uh you know, I had to change the name for that. So, um yeah, you got to see the movie, man. It's, it, the movie is funny. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make an hour-long version. But, you know, I have comedy as this open doors because I get to be myself.
0: Yeah, no, it's hard to turn your back. Once a comic, oh, always a comic, you know. Once a, you know, a jester at heart.
1: Yeah. you. Get
0: I, the, I, I know what you mean. You
1: get the, like, when you're a comedian, it's who you are. You don't, like, with rap, rap is hard because it's like, you know you have to have some hot bars the beat has to be hot you know and you have to it just takes a little bit more time pay for studio time like 50 an hour $100 an hour and you know it's, it's a lot more work as opposed to comedian we just you're being yourself so you don't really have to try as hard
0: yeah yeah um you know uh when I was a kid I remember my, my father told me I was too immature I was too silly you know in school whatever so I became very very serious real serious you know wouldn't smile wouldn't joke around and it created like this this multiple personality because you got the clown inside of you that's looking to burst out and but you got the serious side and you're walking around you know cr- 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 crunching your teeth your teeth are bitten down because your jaws so tight and you got this, like, the comic inside of you wants to burst out.
1: Yeah, I mean, see, you you knew early, you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, you might be the next Joe Rogan. Like, you're super comfortable doing this, and with a lot more, way more exposure, you could be making millions doing this.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, if you get enough listeners, like anything else, like you, getting views, You know, putting yourself out there. And um, the good thing is, it's global. You know, we can get fans all around the world now. We're not limited to the USA anymore.
1: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you just have to jump on opportunities. Like, whatever you feel comfortable doing, that's what you need to go after. Because now, you know, thanks to social media, you can build a fan base through that.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And some people will. You know, I met you. Uh, I met. I became friends with a gentleman from uh, Seattle. He um, he runs a comedy, uh, an open mic every Wednesday night in Seattle, and mm-hmm. he's always sending me guests all the time. And He's always updating me. Now he has his own podcast too.
1: Yeah. See. Um. Yeah, man. Podcasts are. I love it, man, because it's like you. It's like a conversation. You know, it's not any radio ads and all that stuff. I can just hear the person and understand like okay wow like
0: okay i get it yeah you know, i i i hate to say it but some of these mc's and open mics I, I don't mean to be a hater but i i can't deal with them when they get up and they go woo how you doing let's get the energy are you ready let's get the energy You're up in the room are you ready for the next comic all of that man like yeah i i don't I, I just get pissed off when i hear i actually get angry listening to them
1: yeah man or I hate when comics uh you know bl- how long y'all been together they see a couple you know the cliche thing you know it's like oh uh...
0: Yeah yeah um hey you want to hear um you want to hear a Sylvester Stallone imitation Yeah All right <clears throat> This is from Rocky 2 I, I kind of twisted it around I made my own parody I took like a line from the movie but I I twist it around so it goes like this <clears throat> yo yo adrian i never asked you to stop being a man don't ask me to stop being a woman <laughs>
1: hey hey you're actually pretty good
0: man uh thank you yeah or or uh, from from ramble nothing is over you can't just turn it off me and my friends we we got we told me how we going to have the shiny convertible and we are going to drive to the to the wheels came off and my friends you know he put his head on his legs in a shoebox and his legs blow up and he goes, goes johnny i can't find my legs i can't find my legs
1: can you do it from uh judge dread who from uh, judge dread uh no uh remember he was like i am the law i am the law yeah, he was like, uh, I am the law There's a scene, I think, uh, where he gets arrested And then he's like uh, I am the law, or something like that
0: I'd have to hear it To do it, you know But uh, Then, uh, you remember Mickey uh, His uh, his coach Yeah, yeah Yeah, he goes Well, kid, I'm 76 years old <laughs> And I don't have To be dealing with that too big music you ought
1: to be pumping gas and jay <laughs> Yeah, uh oh my God. And then they would do the uh, Brisk commercials. Remember that? Who? They would do the Brisk commercials.
0: Those commercials?
1: Yeah, you don't remember the drink? It would be Rocky and the old man. And they would be advertising the Brisk drink. The two of them? Yeah. That was like the early, uh, I want to say late 90s, early 2000s.
0: Wow, uh, I and I was still watching cable back then. I'm surprised. Yeah, I, maybe if I saw it, I'd re- I'd remember. Yeah, I'm finna. It was
1: 19. It looked like it says 1999 right here. Uh, yeah, it was like let me see, 31 seconds. Yeah, I remember seeing them as in like middle school. It was crazy.
0: Cause he he died. Burgess Meredith died.
1: So basically he would drink a brisk And then beat up the uh, the opponent
0: You know what That might have been a hologram Because Burgess Meredith died around 98 or 99 Oh wow And But if you remember in, in the Rocky movies They made a hologram he, The ghost would get up Now get up and finish this
1: bomb <laughs> Oh man
0: So uh yeah. So anyway, listen. Um, uh, do you want to uh, put it out there? You know where what you're up to, where folks can. Fu- you mentioned the, um, you mentioned the movie that you did last month on Trump.
1: Yeah, you can watch uh, Black Trump Impeachment um, on YouTube right now, and uh, that's on my Dantes Trump YouTube channel. And you can watch the music video as well and other. Comedy skits. I've been like updating it now. Make putting um comedy shorts on there like almost, almost every couple days now, and uh,
0: nice. And you, you have any comedy shows coming up or any open mics you'll be attending? Hello, I think we lost our connection. Oh, I'll tell you, we lost the connection. So I'm going to, I'll type up in the biography where you can find Manny. And we'll take her. For, thank thank you guys. Thank you for listening. I appreciate that. And thank you, Manny Hodge, AKA Black Trump, for joining us. Take care. Talk to you all soon. Thank you all. And thank, thanks again, Manny.